0: Would you trust that person you're partnering with? Would you trust them with your checkbook? And would you trust them with your family? Because the decisions that a partner makes, really, that they have an open checkbook. They can write money or they can write a check and you spend your money. And the decisions they make impact you your, family your family greatly. So why would two guys leave comfortable jobs, move across the country and start a business in an industry they don't know, a place they don't know, and could it be successful? We're Dale and Brian Carmey. Join us as we share our story and inspire you to become people of impact. Welcome to the Impact Without Limits podcast. Do you know people as well as you think? you? Great question. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Impact Without Limits podcast. I am Brian Carmy here with my brother Dale. I'm right here. And we are uh, diving into the, the story of uh, creation of Forever Lawn, And we're talking about some of the dealers we got set up. And uh, in a recent episode, we were talking about California and just the trajectory we saw there. And it, it kind of took off, right? It was, it hit the gates or came out of the gates fast. It was uh, producing a lot of volume in a short period of time and we're going into that summer season thinking it's just cruising up up and away right it's mary poppins <laughs> it's did she just, go up up and away i'm not sure Somebody i thought it was up superman up <laughs> but mary poppins and superman i often get confused I have mary
1: poppins she kryptonite did not bother her. no so i think she's got that's one true. up jim Chimney on that super guy
0: all right but so um we're we're going along, right? And we had talked about going from, you know, uh, 40,000, 60,000 square feet in a year to almost 40,000 square feet a month. a month. And we talked about, you know, the transition between, you know, one market and a collection of dealers and wholesale versus retail. But, but here we are, our biggest market, Southern California. California. And Roger gives us a call that summer, kind of out of the blue and tells us, hey, there's a problem. And the problem was... A partnership problem. Yeah, and so there was in in essence there was a, a falling out between uh, Roger and Jeff, and they weren't sure exactly. I mean, this was more than just a business problem; it was a family problem. They were they were uh, related, related by marriage, and um, you know they weren't sure if they were even going to be able to continue, and that was uh, just a huge. Uh, I meant rocked the boat, right? We didn't know. Well. <laughs> this is
1: one of those moments I have to confess it being entirely selfish Yeah, because I wasn't so much concerned about the family situation that may be developing between Roger and Jeff. I'm thinking, wait a second. We just started to see this business start humming and Southern California, that area was, I mean, it, it easily had to be half the total volume we were doing, I, I, I think, at that time. Yeah. And to hear stories of trouble, it's like well, there's trouble in paradise. Uh, you know that I was wrong. <laughs> that was bad. We said this before, but that was my thought process. And and so as we get into this, I'm going to throw out this example of a Christmas tree. I know you have live Christmas trees. I do. I have live Christmas trees. And when Christmas is done, you drag them outside. You take them down under and drag them outside, let them sit for a couple months. And what happens? They dry out and, and, and you torch, them. you torch them. Yeah. And it's a spectacle. You put that match to it and woo, it flames up huge. 20, 30 feet high in the air flames, massive heat, bright glow. It's amazing. And then before you can even blink, gone it's over it fizzles out and that's kind of what it felt like was happening here in california
0: yeah now as as this conversation went on, right? And and all of these things, we, we talk about them like they're a single event. These things are multiple over conversations time. over weeks. And and Roger decided he's going to continue moving forward and, and he continued and, and it didn't fizzle out the way no, he thought I'm, it was going I'm, to. I'm foreshadowing <laughs> but I'm foreshadowing um, we do that a lot here. I'm foreshadowing a little bit. Yeah, but but in it. So this is probably a year after we initially met them, maybe yep, eight months after they were running a dealership. Yeah. One of the partners backs out and anytime you lose a partner, it changes the situation. And so Roger decides to move forward uh, on his own. And we had we had talked about an, another name, Matt. It was a gentleman that you had known from Ohio, moved out to Southern California and we had just introduced him to Roger. And as, as Jeff exited stage left, Matt kind of filled that void, right where that gap was. He didn't initially partner with Roger, but but he ended up kind of stepping in to some of that role and becoming, in essence, helping Roger with that whole market in Southern California. Now we will elaborate on that problem. There's, there's with more, Matt. There's more there's to come. More to come. We might have said that before, but that becomes a big part of the Foreverland story. But we kind of wanted to take a step back because we, you know, that really what this highlighted to us was sometimes the problem with partnerships. And we get asked this question a lot, Dale, because you and I are partners. We've been partners now for we over 20 years. Yep. And um, we have a lot of people that come in and say, Boy, you know, we want to be partners just like you are. And truthfully, the number of successful partnerships that we've seen uh for Foreverland dealers is is pretty low. And and let's go.
1: We're not talking about a husband and wife partnership here. Correct. We're talking about two different people. Maybe they're family related. Maybe they aren't. Maybe they're best friends, but two different people coming together and forming a partnership to run a business.
0: Yeah. And I, I think, you know, and, and I always feel bad when I get this question because people always ask for advice. What do you, you know? You guys are partners. What do you think? And, and my answer is usually a little discouraging, because I'm I'm not bullish on partnerships in general. I've seen more problems than I've seen seen it work out well. And I think, you know, you're you're right. There's a difference between a husband and a wife partnership. I think they're already partners, right? They're partners in life. So to take that into business, you can do that. But um one thing we talked about was when we started a partnership, you know, our, our wives being a, a part of that made it difficult, right? Because we get into the situation where Yeah, you're 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 like
1: you're cross-linking <laughs> here because, uh, I, I, agree with you. Let's go back to the, to the, the partnership first and, and I'll follow up what you're saying there. I agree with you. Uh, it feels, uh, odd, but people ask me, you know, what do you think about partners in business? And my, my advice is the same as yours is, uh, I'm, I'm generally going to recommend against it. Yeah. Can it work? Yes, it certainly can, but you have to really know the person and you have to know them well, which ties back to that opening question. There are going to become opportunities, challenges, struggles are going to hit, and try and strain and stress that relationship so now you talked about bringing our spouses into this, so you and I succeeded in a partnership we did. We are brothers. Uh, I know a lot of brothers and a lot of family members that don't do well in business. I've had countless number of people come up and say things like, I love my brother. I could never do business with him or be in business together. We were we were very fortunate, very blessed in the, the fact that we, we came together well, we worked together well and, and have for, for 21 years now. And I think we're going to dive into that a little bit more. But what you were just saying, what we didn't do then was we didn't bring our wives into the picture in terms of business relationship because, uh, and make sure we're clear on this. I probably could have been in business with Lori. Correct. The two of us together owning a business operating it. I think we would have done fine. But if I'm in business with you and then I bring in Lori, I'm going to create a situation where if something happens, I either have to be on the side of my wife or on the side of my brother potentially, And just for reference sake, you always want to be on the side of your wife. I'm going to pick my wife, right? And and so then that's going to create conflict with us. Or if you brought Angie into the business partnership and Angie and I didn't agree on something, you should side with Angie. And if you didn't, you're probably going to have a rough life at home. So that we would be creating nothing but an opportunity for trouble. if We involved our spouse's, As you and you and I being business partners uh, in that business ownership.
0: This is really interesting because we, and I, it just, it kind of intuitively got to this point. um, But I get a lot of questions on this and Angie and Lori have been very involved in the business from an advice standpoint. I mean, even still today, Mm -hmm. when, when I have things at work, I will bounce them off Angie. I will get counsel from her. I'll get her advice from her. They've got great insight and intuition into things. They read people well. They know situations well. And sometimes it's nice that they're not in the day-to-day because then they can give kind of an outside perspective. Right. And and they've been terrific. But the way we do that is I'll talk to Angie about it, get advice, get input. And you'll talk to Lori, get advice, get input. And then we get together and we make decisions. But the four of us in a room together, all talking, that's where it gets difficult.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I, I think we, we played it as let's, let's avoid the problem before it ever has the opportunity to become a problem. So
0: that was our situation. But let's go back. But to, you're right. I did jump because yeah. we were originally talking about partnerships and we usually advise kind of against partnerships in general, especially just, we had, we had somebody recently, the, the, had known each other a year and we're talking about doing this business together. And instantly that raises a red flag for me because I know what's involved in a partnership. And, and when you get into a situation like this, there are always opportunities to come up where two people can see a situation differently. And when they make decisions differently, then you get into starting to question motives, Mm -hmm. question intent or why somebody made the decision they made or, or, you know, are they really looking out for my best interest? And, you know, one of the the litmus tests I give somebody, and I I always say, I don't know if it's a, I guess it's a question or a test, but is, you know, if if you're going to partner with somebody, the question is if, if you were, were incapacitated or you were going, going away for six months, would you trust that person you're partnering with? Would you trust them with your checkbook? And would you trust them with your family? Because the decisions that a partner makes really that they have an open checkbook. They can write money or they can write a check and you spend your money and the decisions they make impact your family family. greatly. And so if you look at it and say, well, no, I mean, I don't, I don't trust them enough that I'd hand them a checkbook and let them take or make decisions for my family. Well, you might not want to be a partner with them. Yeah. And and Brian, you and I have, have had situations
1: where, in terms of our partnership, it wasn't, we we didn't, we've talked about this. We didn't have necessarily the best bookkeeping system. We didn't have everything mapped out and we probably weren't by the books on how a partnership runs. And if you needed money, you would take it. If I needed money, I would take it. And I can remember uh, uh, vaguely, and maybe you can fill in my blanks, but I can remember times time sitting down. It might've been when we were trying to maybe put a little more structure to our business about we're 50, 50 owners. And what have we done? And you start comparing money that came out of the business. And well, you know, and you see the same. It's like, well, Dale took a
0: $5,000 check. No offense, but it's usually when accountants or attorneys get involved. Yes,
1: it is. And, and, and and we go down a list and this year, you know, Dale took X and Brian took Y. And if I look at that and I see, well, Brian took a check is my first thought, gee, I wonder what he did with it, or is my thought just like, okay, Brian took a check? Right. Vice versa. You see Dale, you know, Dale went out and and dispersed money for this or used or did something like that. Is your first question? Well, what was he thinking doing this? Or is it, oh, that, that you know, he had something that had to be done. And we never doubted each other we never questioned like You said the motives, it was never a question of the heart of, well, I don't know if that's fair. And, and why is he doing that? If I didn't do this and, and et cetera, if you can't be at that place with somebody, if you were thinking of being a partner with a business and, and you got to ask your question, if you found out that person just took $10,000, does that raise an eyebrow? If it causes you to flinch, raises an eyebrow, you probably don't need to be in business with that person, a partnership. that, that That's my take, because we didn't have that. We there, there was no flinch factor. There was no question. There was no concern. It's your, do you trust them with your checkbook? Do you trust them with your family? But in the business world, it's, are you going to flinch if you find out they took X amount of dollars? And if you are, that's probably not somebody you think you could be in business with.
0: Yeah. There there's, there's an immense amount of trust that I think that, that you need in a good partnership. And, um, you know, I think we've been very fortunate there. Um, but you know, as you were talking through that. It reminded me of that facing the giants quote and you probably know it better than I do, but it's about how you, you know, if, if you see something, are you judging them based on an action or an intention? Right.
1: Yeah. In facing the giants, it was a scene where, um, the boy was upset about his father and something he was doing and, and the coach challenged me. He said, are you judging your father by his actions and yourself by your intentions? Right. And we have a tendency in life to do that where I look at somebody else and say, oh, I can't believe you did this. And then for, when I look at what I did, well maybe it didn't end up the way I I wanted it to, but I know what my, my intentions was were. good. That's right. And you can't do that. You either have to judge everybody that, everybody by their actions or everybody by their intentions. You can have a whole discussion there over which it is actions or intentions, but you can't cross up that measuring stick. And a lot of times if you don't trust some, somebody, Brian, I look at you and I think, Oh, you took that money. You did something wrong. And, and I look and I'm like, well, yeah, I took this money, but it's, it's because I had a really big need. I had a, a situation come up. I had to get handled, right. right? You, I'm looking at by action. Me, I'm looking at by intention. So I think that's a pretty powerful quote. Great movie too, by the way, if you haven't seen facing the giants, good it plug. is not a high quality, high budget film. It is one of my favorite movies of all time. It just has such a, uh, such a story there and such a, a theme running through
0: it. That well, it has a couple of the forever and F it. It's got faith and football. <laughs> there you go.
1: Was Football. One? I don't know. If and I, one. Yeah. And I think I saw him eat too. There might've been food. <laughs> there was in there.
0: Yeah. So getting, getting back to partnerships, you know, we, we talk about partnerships and, and, you know, we talked about marriage, but partnerships in general are like a marriage, right? I mean, yes. you're, you're joining with someone and you're taking two different people and it's becoming one entity. And so it's it's really important. And, and you know, scripturally, there's a, a passage that talks about, you know, you don't want to be unequally yoked, right? And we use that a lot when you're marriage, you know, whether it's a uh, believer and unbeliever. Um, and I think that applies to business too. I think that's certainly something, but the idea of unequally yoked is this, this idea of like two oxen that that are being yoked and they're pulling and they're pulling in different directions. And sometimes that can happen in business, even if you have same values, like even if it's two Christian men, but they're, they're just looking for different things. Sometimes the visions, maybe, just
1: a little bit different. Yeah.
0: Like maybe let's say we looked at it and I decided, boy, I wanted to, uh, you know, make some money and sell in two years. And you're looking longer term. You're thinking, man, I'm looking at this thing 20 years down the road. All right. So those two visions of how we see the business will cause us to make different decisions on a day-to-day basis. And it will cause us to pull in different directions. And, and you're not getting anywhere if you're trying to pull two different sure. directions.
1: And and the, the overriding theme could be the same. We want to be successful in business. We want to make money. We want to provide a good solution. We want to take care of customers. We could be all lined up on that. But like you said, if they, if the skews a little bit where maybe you're looking at building something successful so you can sell it, and I'm looking at building something successful so I can keep it in the family and hand it off, that can create uh, tension
0: and stress in the decisions we make and how we want to operate that business. That's something that can also change over time, right? Maybe when we we started, we both had the same vision, but there's there's a life change. Something happens in one of our lives, and we're like, no, you know, it, it changes what I want in this business, and and that can cause stress. And you know, we we started this talking about Roger and Jeff, and I don't know all the details behind that, but they could have been very well aligned. I mean, they were, you know, they were both went to the same church, they were in the same family, so they could have been very well aligned values wise. But they just had different visions of what they expected from the business, how they saw it it playing out long term, and that ended up causing a schism and dividing nice. them. Thank you. And when you when you have that that separate vision, it's impossible to make the progress or make the business work.
1: Yeah. So this feels like we're really down on partnerships. I think because we are, but yeah, it doesn't mean they can't work. And obviously we're an example of one that did work as brothers and we've seen success in married partners, right? We talked mm-hmm. about that. A bunch of husband and wife teams that have been very successful. We've not seen a lot of partnerships that go beyond the, the relationship of marriage. In, in our experience, it have been successful. So it's not that it can't work. But let's come back to the opening question. Do you know somebody as well as you think you know them? Because we have a lot of people who know each other um, at a surface level, maybe at a personal level, maybe at a, a basic relationship level. But when you get into business, when there's money flowing, when there are bills coming in due, when there are decisions to be made about what you're doing with the money, what you're doing with the business, how you're growing it, what your strategy is, that creates... Like, like we said before, tensions and stress at an entirely different level. And so the question is, how well do you truly know the person? How aligned are your values? How aligned is your vision? How how aligned is your purpose on what you're trying to accomplish?
0: Yeah. And I, I, again, I, w- I would just kind of recap what we were saying. So one, um, are, are we opposed to partnerships? No. But we would say enter them very cautiously, almost like you would a marriage one making sure you're equally yoked both with your values alignment and also your vision. Um, then two, we talked about husbands and wives and I think husbands and wives can be great partners, but if you've got a partner that involves someone else, having multiple sets of husbands and wives in a partnership, we would certainly advise against I would say no.
1: Um, even if it's one person that's a, a single entity and he's in business with, um, a a friend or a partner in that spouse. Yeah.
0: A triangle's bad. Yep. And then, um, you know, finally the the last thing is that level of trust. You've got to have, you know, a a, a deep level of trust for somebody you're going to be a partner with. And, you know, we talked about that litmus test of if they had to make the decisions for you on your checkbook and on your family, would you trust them? And if all those things line up like they do with, with you and me, great. I think, you know, our partnership has been incredibly valuable. And I've said multiple times, I certainly wouldn't be here with you. And I like to think that you wouldn't, at least wouldn't be quite as far without me. I wouldn't. And so, you know, I, I, I don't want to discourage it to the point that we would say, never do it, but just treat it with reverence and be very careful before you enter into that. Yeah.
1: And, and there's, there's a whole nother maybe avenue to this answer, the solution I don't get into now, but there are ways to involve somebody in a business without being an equal partner. Absolutely. Uh, it's not, you know, 50 50 split of partnership and ownership. You can have phantom ownerships. You can have, um, somebody that maybe has operational control, but not, um, um, what d- d- decision or functional ownership control? And
0: you can have profit sharing built in. You can have incentives based on performance. You you can have a lot of things that essentially give the value of ownership, but at the end of the day, don't dilute your your control or ownership of Right.
1: Because what we were talking about is a straight 50 50 split ownership partnership, what have you. This was definitely more business focused. It was something as we were going through our, our mapping and going through our, our layouts, we were like, you know, this, th- th- there's something here. It's worth sharing. I-, I think there's a lot of value here for people who are uh, either in process of starting running a business or looking at it. And uh, we just wanted to to give this, I guess our, our, our ideas and our experience for something that you can use to bounce that off of.
0: All right. So hopefully you found some value here. If you did, we'd love for you to share that with others. Um, whether you send a link uh, to this episode whether you rate it and review it, um, we'd love to get your feedback and, and love to have you share this message with Yeah, others. spread the good word. All right, guys, go out and be people
1: of impact. Have a great week. This is the Fred Kami reminding you that faith looks up, hope looks ahead, and love looks all around to see whom it can help. Good day.